Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of Big Trendinator Surge Pricing. Oh, no. They're surge pricing the Baconator. No. Or the Big Trendinator. Uh, yeah. Sounds like a play on Ralph Nader. Uh, yeah. The way I announced it. I'm Jack. <laughs> that over there. Well, that is Mr. Miles Gray. Yep. Young Nader. This is the episode of the Daily Zeitgeist where we tell you what is trending this afternoon. Yes. Uh, Tuesday, February 27th. Yep. Um, One more this, day after this, huh? One more day, man. This <laughs> Finally is it. out of February. Finally out of February. Woo! Second to last day of February where Love I just it. get get ready for March. Get ready to get loose. Uh, there's on. no Br- way. Brian, ed- Brian in- the editor is saying what? It's a leap day this year. No, nah, no. Nah, that's just like that's, your opinion, man. That's like, what are, are you also a flat earther? Oh, there's yeah. one day every four so years that has an extra day in February. You watch too much 29th? Quantum Leap, man. Okay. That's why. Yeah. That's right. This guy only leap is... year I'm having is because I'm watching so much Quantum Leap this year. <laughs> quantum Leap year? It's a leap year, bro. It's got to get Only leap year that I pay attention to. <laughs> um, oh, man. So anyway, what now? The ba- what so this is my... like one of those stories. Where's the beef? This is one of those stories that's like, should be, should feel light. It's like, we like to check in with the world of fast food, see what's going on uh, with fast food companies, see what like depressing gimmicks they've introduced for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, Wendy's is going to introduce surge pricing. And I heard that and like, I got a very dark glimpse of the oh, future. Yeah. This was like, no, no, this is, I- this is going to be fucking everywhere yeah so we're saying it's like like a uber type thing we're like hey man a lot of people are trying to leave this concert as you so it's like we're gonna have to throw like 15 percent on top of this right now because of the surge the only people coming in here after midnight are drunk and so and they're going to be willing to spend a hundred dollars on a baconator (laughs) so we're uh you know the prices are just going to be fluid um, yeah, dynamic as pricing, as the CEO said. Yeah, as early Recent as next year. Call. Yeah, 
So they're investing in $20 million in digital menu boards that will allow the prices to easily algorithmically change throughout the day, um, which, you know, search pricing was employed by companies like Uber and Ticketmaster. And really what company wouldn't love to show the public that they're becoming yeah. more like Ticketmaster? Our beloved Ticketmaster, our, yeah. our beloved uh, ticket gouger. We've, I like we've how, gotten rid of where's the beef as our slogan. We are now Wendy's more like Ticketmaster than you yeah. think. It's not, yeah, Wendy's not where's the beef. It's Wendy's, yeah, we want the fucking smoke. Yeah, that's uh, right. And which is what it's going to be. I like how AI has even propped up in this dumb fucking story. It says the new quote AI enabled menu changes. Yeah. That's not fucking what who your fucking greed is AI enabled? What are you fucking talking about? Yeah. We'll allow for new suggestive selling based on factors such as weather. So I guess like if it's raining, they'll just be like, hey, don't we don't have ice cream because all the ice cream places are closed when it's raining. You right. Know, everyone knows that's too cold for ice cream. Yeah. And I got doubles of the Barracuda, uh, the Daytona <laughs> that's Corvette. <true>. Some days <laughs> it's just too cold for ice cream. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But we got that uh broccoli cheddar soup for you to to yeah. warm warm up your this soul this is this is gonna this isn't gonna i feel like this is what this is a weather balloon thing because yeah one thing you i mean i get we're already in a fucking era where you blink and then you're like wait they did they just raise the price on that yeah but to now be in a place where it's like dude this shit could cost one thing at 8 a.m and another at fucking 1 p.m yes that's not that's not anything a consumer wants. You want consistency. You know what I mean? And what, yet, so, yeah, I think here it's we are. going to work. Like, I do think it's going to work for Wendy's. Not, not, mm. it's not going to work. Like, it's not going to serve us well, but yeah. that is not what capitalism aims to do anymore. They aim yeah. to extract every cent possible from you while, like, not causing you to you know, throw something through the front window of the Wendy's and, right. you know, so like, I, I feel like this, I think the reason this gave me such a sinking feeling is I was like, oh yeah, of course, this is the inevitable future that like, y you'll be able to witness the prices going up on the checks mix at the airport. That's just so grim too. Like, again, we talk about like fast food. It, it, in, at least in this country, the, the culture that we were sort of raised on was Fast food is accessible because the price was lower. And right. now they're like, dude, the fact you could be like, I can already picture a teenage me with like, you know, five bucks in my pocket. I'm like, let me get that big. Like, oh, sorry. The surge is one. That's just 620 yeah. now. Yep. I'm like, what the fuck? That's why I'm like, I don't know if I, I get it. I mean, like we can't all be as principled consumers, but I know I'm sure plenty of people will be turned off by the idea that they would be like. Oh yeah, and now it's one price, and then now it's another, just because yeah. we feel like it. You get you order something at the drive-through menu, and then drive drive forward, and they're like, "That actually went up fifty cents." So we're gonna need you to uh, right. Yeah. Then I'd be like, oh, well, "I don't have it." Yeah. All right. But so you, where you are you gonna, gonna go? go? Hmm? Uh, gonna, Del Taco. It's like next door. Yeah, but there's a car in front of you, bro. This is the drive-through. Yeah. Fine. Well, then I'll wait. Yeah. I got time but I don't have a dollar 20 to fucking throw on top of this shit already. Yeah. It seems like a terrible idea. Like, because people are citing fast food prices as a big reason that fast food sales are down. But if there's one thing we've learned, it's that we are in an unfair battle with these corporations and yeah. they have the ability to raise 
the prices on us and will do so. And there's not a shitload that can be done other than like go elsewhere. But if everybody's raising the prices, it's bad yeah. news. Yeah. It's or it'll just, you know, if you have the time and ability to, then just cook at home. You know, yeah. I can make a square hamburger patty. I mean, I never really ate at Wendy's to be honest, because there was not really one by me as a kid. So I just didn't, I didn't benefit from the, the Wendy's craze. Have you ever tried a hamburger with salt on it? That's kind of their yeah, <laughs> big right, innovation. Right, right. You like that? And it's square. I'm like, yeah, yeah, fine. I remember like, uh, but then like in college, I would pass a Wendy's and every now and then I'm like, triple cheeseburger? Okay, <laughs> diarrhea. You're, yeah. You've got my attention. You're on. Um, <laughs> so we have an update on the robocall featuring an AI clone of Joe Biden's voice. Oh, yeah. uh, this was this raised a lot of red flags for people who were like, this might be the future of elections, uh, prompted an immediate investigation by the New Hampshire Attorney General's office, um, also inspired the FCC to ban robocalls with AI-created voices uh, using the 1991 Telephone Consumer Protection Act as justification. Oh, God, uh, but so, so the investigation revealed who was behind these calls. Hey. And the answer to that is a wild story that will no doubt become an FX limited series one day <laughs> as a writer jam pointed out. Like it really has that vibe of like right. the wild. like there's so many colorful characters in this. Uh, the robocalls were traced back to a telecom company called life corporation based out of a strip mall in the suburbs of Dallas and its owner, Walter Monk is kind of less of a political operative and more like Kramer from Seinfeld. Oh. His LinkedIn page includes a list of his past businesses ranging from a beef jerky plant, condom machine roots, lobster trapping, uh, uh -oh. a chain of nightclubs and bars, selling bait, um, a dating service, credit card processing center, um, selling pool cues. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> just, okay. Just like the things that would occur to you at random, right? Like over the course of a day. Um, but his telecom empire actually began. Uh, not with politically motivated robocalls, but with singles hotline. Oh, yeah. Like, mm. Imagine Connected how differently things now. had been if it would have been if AI Biden simply connected New Hampshire voters with hot singles for just one ninety nine per minute. You, <laughs> you know? know what's not malarkey are these hot ladies that you can talk to right now. I'm President <laughs> Joe Biden, and I hope you connect with them. Yeah. Like, wow. That, well, I mean, maybe I could. Hey, if, if Joe, if the if they're good enough for the president, then surely good enough for us. But they kept digging, Miles. Mm -hmm. They were asking who hired this company. Right. Uh, and it was somebody connected to the campaign of Representative Dean Phillips of Minnesota, yeah. Biden's long shot Democratic primary challenger, who previously claimed that he just wanted to strengthen Biden, not demean him. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, okay. I think he cool. realized that maybe... If he had a stronger showing in New Hampshire than people expected, he might get a little bit more media. And if he got a little bit more media, it would just enhance his ability to strengthen Biden. That's yeah. all he was looking to do. It but wasn't so selfish. I, like this guy who worked for Phillips campaign just got like some, uh, some hacker who's like a master of AI things like a, like a studio that does that kind of stuff. He actually hired a New Orleans magician, but yeah. So basically what, you I'm sorry, said. like a literal New Orleans? <laughs> like a literal ma magician from the city of New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> These robocalls, like, which dominated the news cycle right? for right. days, 
exacerbated America's fears over AI disinformation and it influenced actual government policy were created by a New Orleans magician mm. who holds the world record in fork bending and straitjacket escapes. Um, and who has, so he has those records, but he has no fixed address and oh. has never voted. Oh, so. <laughs> a king, a, a true king. king. Paul a Carpenter. King. Uh-huh. He came forward and admitted his participation, claiming he had no malicious intent and thought that uh, the guy who was working for Dean Phillips's campaign was working for the Biden campaign. Um, why he thought Biden would need an AI clone of his own voice is unclear. Um, but uh, so Carpenter, the magician, was recently interviewed on CNN on Friday while doing card tricks and bending a fork. <laughs> I bet that was part of the deal. He's like, look, I'm not going on the news to admit my part in this scandal. Unless yeah. I can get a little promo for my fork bending and, you know, just a straight tricks. up grinder. This guy, he paid, he was paid just $150 to do the, to create the audio in less oh my and God. He, he was able to do it in less than 20 minutes, only cost him $1. I, I have always, you know, said that I thought the audio sounded like it was created in less than 20 minutes. Like it sounds like shit. I don't right. think it. No. should have fooled anybody into thinking Joe Biden was actually on the other end of the phone talking to them. But, um, you know, not everybody's super tech savvy, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, claimed he had no idea about the robocalls. Um, <laughs> and yeah, the, it's like the guy who worked for, so Dean Phillips was like, this was a contractor who did this went rogue. He got the contractor, uh, Kramer, the, the guy's last name, Steve Kramer, uh, who is a longtime political operative on such things as Kanye's 2020 presidential campaign. Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah, yeah he's a real shithouse artist. Yeah. Got it, got it, got he it, got it. acknowledged he was behind the robocalls and is backing up Phillips' story, stating that he acted independently. But he is also claiming that the robocalls were really an act of civil disobedience to call attention to the dangers of AI and politics. And really, that is like... I don't know. <laughs> It, were I wearing a hat, were I wearing multiple hats, I would be taking them off to this. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just a top true American legend. Yeah, yeah. I like um, he compared himself to Paul Revere. Yes, he's the Paul Thomas Revere Payne. of the AI shit. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. All um, right. Well, he's yeah, great. Good for you. Good for you. Um. So <laughs> that story, uh, magicians, fucking bullshit operatives. Magicians. I think yeah. Kramer met the magician on the streets of New Orleans at one point. Like, it's just a, such an amazing, like, what, what a, what a tale, you know? I know. Is he like going around looking for like flunkies? He's like, all right, I'm going to keep this guy's card because he might be useful in the future. He's got no address. If I just, if I just sit through a fork bending exhibi exhibition, like I can get him to do stuff for 150 bucks. Right. Yeah. Oof. I mean... I have met street magicians like at a bar while fairly drunk and been like, I got to keep this guy's number because I'm going to be in true. a jam one time and I need to like, <laughs> I need to know this guy's phone number. So he Some can get me out. 11 shit, man. Because he is actually magical. Um, <laughs> Majackal. Majackal. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is Neil Strauss. 
host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. (gasps) Good one, Dad. (sighs) Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. And we're back. We're back. And we got just uh, another update to a past story. We talked about how LA is making itself spongier by removing Mm -hmm. a bunch of concrete um and that la was able to kind of capture a lot more water in its latest atmospheric river Mm -hmm. uh, aka just rainstorm but we are dramatic we like to well it's pretty it is dramatic the amount of water that does come in but yeah 
You know, it's look, you're see, you're that you exposed your transplant nature there. You're not from here to us. We're like, it's an atmospheric river. <laughs> and you're like, it's rain, a yeah. lot of rain. Yeah. And that is my non LA privilege. Yeah. Just have experienced rain. seasons. They, uh, but yeah, th- so this is part of a global trend. We also mentioned Pittsburgh. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. it goes beyond LA and Pittsburgh. Um, this thing's bigger it, than these two cities. Things bigger than just LA and Pittsburgh. It's bigger than Portland uh, alone since 2008 has depaved more than 33,000 square meters, uh, 360,000 square feet, um, an area equivalent to nearly four and a half football pitches. Oh, um, oh okay. And this was the detail right, from the government. story that like jumped out to me. The work is joyous says one of the people who organizes it because it unites enthusiastic local volunteers. They get a safety briefing and then muck in together. Uh, this is by the way, an article from the BBC in yeah. case you're wondering why oh, no. things like are in football, football pitches pitch. <laughs> and everybody's mucking in together. Yeah. But that's like, a you know, during the great depression, like the new deal, like put a lot of people to work and everybody Civil was, yeah. And people were excited. They were like, we're part of a bigger thing that is like making the world a better place. We're like building these highways. We're, uh, you know, building dams that are going to like get water to people who need it. Um, and like, I, I feel like that's an underrated thing that capitalism has kind of erased from the equation is that right. there's, yes, this is going to be an enormous job to like fight climate change it seems impossible right now because everything is run by this like hive mind market economy bullshit. Right. But like people are begging to do this work. Like people want, want to do it whether they get paid or not. If we can just fucking get the money flowing towards <laughs> jobs that time, are going to save the world. The one time um, capitalists are not interested in free labor. Right, like, exactly. Dude to what? No, yeah, I don't bro. know about like, that. Like, do they want to build some fucking oil rigs? Right. No. Um, okay. No, nah, dude. Sorry. I don't. I don't. I don't know what the fuck's going on with these people. Yeah. But yeah, it's all over. I mean, like in Western Europe too. They're pointing to cities in Belgium and in the UK. And I mean, like again, like we were saying with the last story, like it's, it's like one of the the smaller ways cities are trying to basically be like, all right, we got like these are this is a little thing that can happen that can bring better benefits uh to a city especially as you know we have like these boom bust cycles of like rain or drought and things like that so yeah people in london are being encouraged to depave their gardens yeah just like a little a little step but you know belgium has like a an initiative that's aimed at the suburbs and they're removing significant volumes of asphalt from residential areas forcing cars to share the same part of the road as pedestrians and cyclists and like Melbourne is doing, Melbourne is doing a thing that we talked about a while back where they're trying to convert parking lots and parking spaces into green spaces because that has a double effect of, you know, creating more spongy spaces that aren't covered in asphalt, but also making it more of a pain in the ass to like drive in the city. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that fewer people drive, more people take public transport. So I don't know. It's just, there is work being done. It would just be great if they were like, and we're going to turn on the money spigot. So this is like people's actual jobs. And then people got to do 
jobs that made them feel good and like walk around outside and you know it, it almost makes too much sense so yeah uh, fuck all that we gotta, oh, man. we gotta get them in plug them into the ai economy instead <laughs> yeah bit by bit though i mean like it's i i hope we can this trend can last uh but also like it's also up to you know the people that run municipalities and cities and things like that to to really understand like what it all means rather than just being like oh man but that parking lot man it helps bring people to the city center it's like well no, how about you do this fucking right. you know green these spaces and like we said like even with that story about joe biden you know pulling back on like the um emissions regulations for cars like the the, the conversation really has to also be about like good mass transit and making sure people under like that people can move in a way that isn't so carbon intensive yeah. um but yeah hey good news a little bit of good news just keep a little bit on of good news deep paving if you're deep paving let us know you know you deep hey, paving? more good news miles yeah. huh. uh i don't know if you watched seth myers last night oh fuck <laughs> i saw the clip man i can't stand meme joe biden oh they really they're doing it man. they're like they've seen all the memes we've seen and they're like all right now go eat an ice cream cone and like act like you're just like cool while talking about fucking gaza yeah and making like promises that you can't back up yeah so he went on there i guess because there's like a there's like a big 10th anniversary is that kind of like the occasion or whatever i don't of, know it's, of the it was new... wild to like think about so amy poehler was on and uh that like it was wild to remember that like her character was obsessed with joe biden <laughs> Like that oh, was a yeah. part of like Parks a lovable yeah. character on Parks and Rec was like, man, we love Joe Biden. Uh, yeah. And we love this person who loves Joe Biden for loving Joe Biden. And things have gotten a little more complicated since then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Seth Meyers, like very marginally, but like actually pressed Biden on his reticence to call for a ceasefire. Uh, which led Biden to announce that Israel has agreed to pause its offensive during Ramadan, which will give us time to get all the hostages out, uh, which seems like a pretty big announcement uh, yeah. to casually drop on a TV show that was once hosted by Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Dude, that was the first thing when I saw that headline, I was like, wait, where? And then he's like eating a fucking, well, there's one part where he's on the couch talking yeah. about this and then they go get an ice cream and he's talking about this. Was that even part this. of the show, or was that just, like, a staged photo op thing? I don't know. I mean, like, the, when he made the quote, he was on the couch. I saw yes. a clip of him on the couch being like, and they're gonna, you know, Ramadan, and then they'll be able to get the hostages, and then, you know, we'll see what's going on from there. But there's still, like, not a lot of agreement that we've heard from, like, the Israeli government that's like, yeah, yeah, that's happening. So you're like, well, what it like is, is this or is it not just weird? You can't like, I feel like I can't take him seriously on a talk show. Right. Like that has to be said from like the lectern of the president for it to feel like it's more than just being like, I don't know, man, I'm underwater and I got the Michigan primary coming up and I got a lot of work to do to undo the lack of support I've created for my, you know, support of this, uh, this genocide. So, uh, but anyway, man, Taylor Swift, huh? Yeah. She's on our team. And then he put the glasses on. Everything was just so uns. It's just so fucking weird. Like the problems we're facing are so dire. 
Yeah. These people are like, they're people dying of starvation in Gaza. And you're like licking the ice cream and putting aviators on doing real life meme shit. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know, man. It's like the scariest shit I think I've seen, like in this weird way where we're like, nothing fucking makes sense or matters to the people that absolutely it like have to fucking be serious and have it matter to. Yeah. No, it's, and by the way, like at the, so the ice cream uh, thing was after the show. It's just him and Seth having an ice cream together. So it was like a photo op. And there he said the ceasefire could happen by the end of the weekend, despite the fact that Ramadan doesn't start until the following Sunday. So I don't know. It's you'd think they'd be like careful about uh, messaging this and like serious about messaging this, but it's uh... well, especially for something right. That people are screaming out for a ceasefire. You know what I mean? Like there are many people when we say this constantly who are so disturbed and distraught over what America's part is in all of this and saying the least you can do is at least use the influence of this, of the United States to stop the fucking assault on Gaza. And then, but then I don't know. And like, you're talking like Trump, like, I don't know, one or two weeks, two to three weeks. I don't know. There's ice cream. It's just like, oh man, it, it, it just shows how like casually I feel like the administration is taking it, especially to like, to engage the topic in such a flippant way. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, like, I I hope it's just like, but then there's this headline from CNN. It says Israel and Hamas distance themselves from Biden's optimism on Gaza's ceasefire. Right. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just posturing because they're still negotiating or whatever, but it's, yeah, I I don't know, man. (laughs) Good luck to that, man. Yeah. We had like, in looking at, you know, he'll say he's frustrated with Netanyahu behind the scenes and then Netanyahu will openly be like, I can get this guy to say what I do, whatever the fuck I want him to. Like, yeah. we don't, we don't take them seriously. They're yeah. always going to capitulate. Um, so we'll see, but fucking meme I Biden, hope- dark yeah. Brandon, cool, cool. Uh, Just like, don't the meme. Economy. Yeah. Like, Sorry, yeah, like I know maybe you think like you're trying to get the TikTokers on your side, but like they're they're people are still engaging with very serious issues and using the language of shit posts to talk about people who are facing like their the end of their lives is just uh, a little too spooky for this podcaster. Yeah. All right. Uh, Those are some of the things that are trending on this Tuesday, February 27th. We are Mm -hmm. back tomorrow with a whole ass episode of the show. Yep. Until then, be kind to each other. Be kind to yourselves. Get the vaccine. Don't do nothing about white supremacy. And we will talk to y'all tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at first listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 